Welcome to Teachers in America, a production of HMH hosted by me, Noelle Morris. For our season finale, we've compiled an end-of-year mashup where you'll hear our favorite moments from the teachers we spoke to in 2021. These last two years have presented collective challenges for educators, not just here in America, but around the globe. The challenges have continued and evolved, but so have we. On the podcast, I met new teachers every month, each with their unique personality and expertise, but equally full of passion, determination, and drive. I made so many inspiring teacher friends on season three. The most important commonality they had was the love for their students. Despite everything else, the people that I met this year bring me hope and perspective. And in classic teacher style, I've learned something new from each of them. I wanted to take this time to revisit some of the guests we've had on this season and remind us why this profession is so essential. Here are some of the highlights from this year, moments of teacher love that encapsulate everything that I admire and, yes, love about teaching. Who better to start with than the 2021 Teacher of the Year, Juliana Erdebe from Kerman R. Booker Elementary in Nevada. Juliana got her master's degree in special bilingual education from the University of Arizona and is also a national board certified teacher. She absolutely shone with kindness for her students as we discuss special education, ELL, and educational policies in this episode. I originally studied bilingual general education and I was teaching as a fifth grade bilingual teacher. And I had a student who was so intelligent. He would find himself often in the principal's office, but when he was there and I found out why he was there, I would always quietly remark on his signs of intelligence and the things that he was doing. So for example, one, he was running a whole convenience store out of his backpack. He had candies and toys and all sorts of goodies. He also had in a notebook, an itemized list of what he sold, his profit, his margins, all this, right? That same student had really limited English and writing skills. He could write his name, yes, no, and a little bit here and there. And he was in fifth grade. And I asked myself, how is this possible? How can a student have gotten through to fifth grade with this amount of intelligence, but still have such struggles in reading and writing? This was very early in my career when I realized students can be exceptional, right? A lot of people who have learning and thinking difference, they don't fit into a box of that learning and thinking difference, and they shouldn't be limited by those learning and thinking differences. We just have to change how we teach certain kids so that we make sure that they're able to build those bridges between their learning. And at the same time in Arizona, this is where this all took place, there was a lot of laws happening that were the English-only laws. Basically, making it illegal for schools to teach bilingually um, unless parents had all these waivers and there was a lot of hoops to jump through to keep bilingual education happening. But where we were unequivocally allowed to use Spanish was in the special education area because we knew that we had to bridge our students' language abilities. Between those two things that propelled me to study bilingual special education as a master's program. And so I continue to see myself both as a general and as a special education practitioner. I really try to embody inclusion so that my students, when they're in my class, they don't feel like they're in the quote unquote special education class. Or when I'm in their classroom supporting them, they don't feel like they're the ones who are getting special education 
We're here to support and help all students. And I think that this is an idea that's coming to fruition in education more so nowadays, where all teachers see all students as their student. Portia Hassan is a second grade teacher at the Echo Park Elementary School of Leadership, Engineering, and Technology. What a cool school name is that, right? She is also the 2021 Minnesota Teacher of the Year. We spoke about our favorite books to read during independent reading time and how the right book can engross even the most reluctant reader. Sometimes my students bring me titles, but oftentimes it's me exposing them to titles and different uh, authors. And I think for those reluctant readers, it's all about just creating like that magic, that like that ambiance of wanting to read. And so I like create this space where we have a, a virtual fireplace and oh. tell them to bring some comfy, cozy clothes, find a corner that is appropriate for them to relax. And so we really get into this mindset. We have to get ready to read almost as if you need to get ready to do math. Like it's just the same way and they just get sunk into it. And we create this reading community where we reflect on how we read. We ask each other questions about the books that we are reading and it just creates it's like this rich dynamic and just more community building author kindergarten teacher and all-around teaching star lanisha tab works at the metropolitan school district in indiana she had tons i mean tons of great advice for teachers who want to shake up their own curriculums balance their time and teach young kids to write i had a student who Oh, he was my most reluctant writer and he would not write anything for me for so long. And we got to an informational unit and I had been harping and harping about, okay, boys, girls, we're going to be writing. You have to tell me something that you know all about. It can be cars. It can be motorcycle. I don't care if it's nail polish. I don't care what it is. You just something that you know all about and you can give me some facts about that thing. And he sit, just sat there forever. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. And then finally, one day he said, only thing I know all about is cuss words. And I was like, great, go get your idea sheet because we're getting ready to write this book about cuss words. And I'll tell you what, he wrote the best book of that entire unit. It had a table of contents. It had glossary with the defined, I mean, it had diagrams. So you knew which finger was the middle finger. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, granted, he was a kindergarten. So I called his mom and I told her the whole thing. And I said, listen, he's saying that the only thing he knows all about is curse words. And the funny thing was like his curse words were like stupid. And like, you know, they weren't even like real curse words. He was like, that's the only thing I know all about. And I was like, that's fantastic. We're going to do this. And we sure did. He wrote the best book. And like, I mean, just labels and, and diagrams and all of the things to teach other people all about cuss words. And it was fantastic. He didn't get to read it out loud, of course, but... He let me keep a copy. It's so good. Owen Bandano is a high school ELA teacher at Oak Park High School and was named the Michigan Teacher of the Year for 2021. I absolutely loved that I could hear the smile in his voice during our conversation. His episode was informative and creative with a focus on inclusion 
and writing. What I tell my students is that revision is not just going through and making sure that you spell check, but it's going back through all the other phases and taking feedback and making it better and improving it constantly. And part of that is I do that with my own writing in front of them. You know, I, I write with them. Penny Kittle's right beside them was hugely influential in how I teach writing. But I do all of the assignments with them and in a way that they can see my process and they can see the way that I am moving through all those different stages and then moving back to them. I also try to do feedback days. It's so easy for students to get back that writing piece and see your comments or whatever, and then just like throw it in the trash and forget about it. So instead, I try to have a day where I give them back their writing. And not only is there my traditional feedback on it, but I try to do things like, first of all, frame it as... These are not things that you did wrong. They're just ways in which you can do better in the future. And then I try to give them concrete, like either go back into your notes about this particular skill, like about how we format dialogue, reread those notes, and then fix the section. Or, you know, maybe it was that a certain section of their writing could be strengthened. I might give them some names of some of their peers who did really well at that. And I'll say, during feedback session today, I want you to go and read that section from these students and then make your own better, improve your own. And so the idea is that they have to act on that feedback in some way right away in order to make their own writing stronger and then hopefully continue with that advice in the future. And I think that's key to doing everything is making sure that everything is always a cycle where there's not necessarily an ending point, but it's always a, how are we going to make it better next time? Hannah French is a fourth grade teacher at Rowe Elementary School in Western Massachusetts. During this episode, I learned about place-based learning, which was so cool, and how Hannah uses the woods nearby her school as a second classroom for her students. It was amazing to learn about how the community came together to make this outdoor classroom happen and ensure every student gets access. When kids come into a school, they're stepping into this world that has been created for them by adults, and there's furniture in certain places, and there are rules about how you walk in the hallway. And so they're really stepping into our world. And I feel like in the forest, especially, you know, during forest choice time, during free play time, or even just when our kids are going off to their hammocks to independent read, like that's their world. And now we're stepping into their world and meeting them there and then learning and growing together from that spot. So another thing that we really were careful about was just ensuring that all of our students were prepared to be outside because we're going outside in all kinds of weather through the whole year, Massachusetts winters. So we have done some grant writing and we have gotten some other funding and even just some of our supply funding, I think probably we've been able to use on things like mittens so that we can have mittens available for kids who maybe don't have some or maybe forgot theirs. And we have extra rain pants and extra raincoats and extra snow pants and all those kinds of things. We still ask students to bring their own gear to be outdoors. And we have options available so that if that's a hardship for families, we're there to work with them and make sure that it's not a hardship so that their student can, you know, access these experiences just the same as any other student. This year, we met another 2021 State Teacher of the Year, this time from Virginia, 
Anthony Swan is a fifth grade teacher and one of the sweetest guests ever. We had a powerful conversation about his childhood growing up in the foster care system and how those experiences help him connect with students going through their own struggles and recognizing when he can support. So one thing that I I have put in place is words of affirmation. And before I begin my school day, I always greet my children and say good morning and I tell them thank you for coming to school. And the reason why I say that is because we know that children can play hooky and stay home. So I tell them thank you. I always tell them thank you for coming to school. If they miss school the next day, I make it a big deal that they're back. And I say, we're just so glad to have such and such back. We really missed you. I also extracted our our words of affirmation from the movie, The Help, but I just changed a couple of words. And so I have the students to repeat after me, I am smart, I am kind, I am important. And after they repeat, I am smart, I tell them that they may encounter things that are challenging throughout the day, but just to remember that they're smart enough to make it through those things. And then after we say, I am kind, I remind them how kindness goes a a long way and we should treat others the way that we want to be treated. And then when I tell them after we say that I am important, I also tell them that I love them because there are some students who do not receive a consistent positive role model to let them know I love you. And I remember having this one particular student a couple of years ago after I would say, I love you. He would say, no, you don't. Nobody does. But then after he said that, he would start smiling at me because he knew that I did care for him, even outside of the classroom. Now, y'all know I had to invite my friend CJ Reynolds onto the podcast. He's a podcaster himself, but his main gig is as an English high school teacher at an all-boys school in inner-city Philadelphia. He's the creator of the YouTube channel Real Rap with Reynolds and is so much fun to talk to. He's also an extremely hardworking educator, even when he was virtually teaching from inside a laundry room. Some kids don't want to be loved out loud. They don't want the high five in the hallway. They don't want the big handshake, the shout out or anything like that. But I could stick an eyeball sticker on you and go, got my eye on you, bro, (laughs) which is so dumb, but it's silly enough to just make them laugh. It is the regular stuff you do every day that would help so many other people. And there's countless examples of that from like, I have this golden microphone that is spray painted gold because I figured, you know, Prince has a gold microphone. So that's what I wanted. And then I interview kids going down the hallway and say things like, instead of the old guys, why are we late? Come on, let's hurry up. Let's get to class. Why are we doing this every day? Instead of that, I found it was way more effective to go. Here he is right now. Guys, look, Jermaine, can you tell me real quick? Why are you late to class every day? And then they don't want to talk. They're in those like Reynolds, please. I swear. Like they just want to get by you and go to class. Then it opens up and becomes a bubble blower. So if you really want to aggravate kids in a lovely way, it's blowing bubbles in the hallway because no one doesn't like bubbles. They think they don't like bubbles at first because they are like, we're grown men and we do not pop bubbles. But then they act that way going one way. When they come back down the hallway, you can't pop one bubble. It's like Pringles, man. You just got to keep doing it. And so those sorts of things are what really got people's attention on YouTube because they think what it allowed folks to do is one, take ideas and two, find somebody else or find now a community of people that are 
weird like them that are really trying to be the teacher that they were called to be. And so that's what everything has been about since then is like, what everything we do is creating pathways and pipelines for teachers to be the teachers that they are called to be. And who knew so many people in the world were, were interested in that felt alone, just like kid that I put the eyeball sticker on people that felt like they were invisible now know they're visible and that they can teach out of that personality that they have and, and find success with it. Perry Hollins is a fourth grade teacher at Oakton Elementary School in Illinois. I'm so happy I got to meet this radio DJ turned substitute teacher turned full-time educator. He strives to create a project-based learning environment for students that incorporates knowledge from their cultural backgrounds into their learning. For me, it really boils down to engagement. When I first started, all students were remote. And like I said, I would open it up with just sharing and we would just talk and I would really get curious about their life. Tell me more. And that built a trust in them that like, oh, he actually is curious because he's using all of this time in the beginning to just get curious about my life and the things that's going on to the point now where, you know, they're sharing almost everything with me and what they're working on outside of the Zoom space. I have, I have daily themes like Monday is Mo- Motivation Monday. And so when I put up my Google Slides for Monday morning, it's always in the stream, something about what's keeping you motivated, what's going to keep you motivated throughout the week. And I use that as content to teach even though I'm, they're engaging with one another about topics. And sometimes the topics can get a little off where I'm like, okay, let's clean it up. What's going on here? They're fourth graders. So sometimes they want to go on tangents, but I'm using that as content for instruction. You know, I'm like, okay, I can bring these things back up at some point. We have talent Tuesday. What is your talent? Wednesday is wisdom Wednesday. So we'll look at like African proverbs. Thursday is black excellence Thursday. And then Friday is flex on them. And just basically, what, what can you do that nobody else can do? You know, like flex on them. What have you been learning I this week? What are you doing? Yes. You know, um, and so that keeps them engaged for the most part throughout, you know, the day. And I can always go back. And when I'm giving, when I'm thinking about how I'm going to introduce a lesson, okay, what did DeAndre say today? Oh, he said that he was going to his friend's house who has a very hyper dog and he's scared of dogs. All right. I'm going to try to figure out a way to incorporate that into compare and contrast. Okay. Compare two different types of dogs. Which one would you think, you know, so if it's studying tech structure or something like that. And that way there's an emotional connection to the uh, content so that I can drive home those standards that I need to be addressing. Kitty Donahoe is the embodiment of the phrase, believe in your dreams. An elementary teacher based in California, Kitty has been an educator for over 30 years and is looking forward to releasing her debut children's novel, How to Ride a Dragonfly. Who better to discuss the power of reading and teaching with us? Teachers do have a lot foisted upon them. And I think What helps me is to always keep my eye on the students. And I have to say, even in the height of the pandemic, before I was vaccinated and when we were all on Zoom school, 
But that time every day when I was with my second graders, now third graders, I forgot there was a pandemic because their little faces were right in front of me. And one thing that has never changed with all the ups and downs in education is that I love the children Mm -hmm. so much. And if I put my focus on them, and as I said, they are the curriculum and what are their needs, then it all falls into place. Just trying so hard to get a balance after everything all of us have been through. And I'm so grateful to be in person with the students again. That is, it's just so edifying. I I can't even begin to say it. So I, I really think if we always, as teachers, I know for myself, think about the kids, they bring so much joy to my life. And that has never, ever stopped. It's never any stressors in education. It's not the children. And I, I can honestly say that. person that I can think of to end this mashup episode on teacher love is Angelica Moreno, a kindergarten teacher at the Dual Language Academy in El Paso, Texas. Angelica is such a positive force and strives to create a safe place for her students to feel seen and heard. I would say this pandemic has proved to me that I'm not ready to retire. I've learned and I realize how much I miss the kids. How much I miss being with the kids, having the kids in front of me, listening to them, teaching them. A huge thank you to all of our guests from this season and all those before it. Every day, the podcast production team is inspired by your love for this profession and your students. To all of the teachers out there that have worked so tirelessly throughout the year, Thank you, and I'll see y'all next season. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Teachers in America podcast, please email us at shaped at hmhco.com and share the love. Be the first to hear new episodes of Teachers in America by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate, review, and share it with your network. You can find the transcript of this episode on our SHAPE blog by visiting hmhco.com backslash SHAPE. The link is in the show notes. Teachers in America is produced by HMH. Thanks for listening. Your friend, Noelle.